Would you say this with me? Healing in Father's Kingdom. Today I just want to chat real quickly about a couple of aspects of uh, the Father's ways and, and uh, some of the and how to apply what the Lord's doing. We're learning some things. And uh, we said this last week, but when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me, this is the unique thing about this. He's talking about a pathway and a destination and that Jesus is the actual pathway, but the destination is Father God. And this is hard for a lot of people because of the woundings of earthly fathers for them to embrace the fact that the whole of the gospel message is truly about coming into a restored and intimate relationship with the Father of the universe, the Father of every heart, and that He would love you and love me, and you're made for His love. So I want us to look just for a moment in John 16, verse 26 through 30. It says this, and this is just a little snippet of the closing conversation that Jesus had with his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. I've kind of pulled something out here so we can look at his thinking about introducing Father God to us. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you, that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Now, doesn't that twist your mind around just a little bit? Doesn't that just kind of mess with you? Jesus is saying, I'm not going to talk to the Father for you. Wow, wasn't he the mediator between God and man? What's going on here? You know what he's saying? He says, I'm not going to talk to him for you because you're going to get to talk to him yourself. Amen. For the Father himself loves you. I said, for the Father himself loves you. Because he has loved me and you have believed that I am from God. Next slide. And I came, I came from the Father and have come into the world. And now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. And the disciples said, Oh, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. And listen what they said after this, verse 30. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. And just to prove it, most of us, it just goes right over our head. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says, Pray then like this. Everybody say, Our Father in heaven. He says, I want you to pray like this. Not Jesus. I didn't say pray to Jesus. I said pray to the Father. Because I've come to bring you to the Father. He's not mad if you pray Jesus. Because he knows most of the hearts in the world are so wounded that they can't say Father. So Jesus just takes you by the hand and he says, I'll help represent you to the Father. Little Jimmy Bo here was really abused and broken and beaten up pretty bad. And he doesn't know how a good father would be. But I'm here to let you know 
that this powerful love is going to happen in you and you're going to be restored completely because of the Father's love. Acts 10, 38. Peter is talking, and that's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I don't know why, I just love this verse. It's how God, and I just realized, you know, every single time it says God. Every single time. It's basically, basically everybody say the Father. We somehow just go, Jesus. When it says God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's Father. So Father is doing this. It says, and Father God anointed Jesus. Father God anointed Jesus. Why? He says, with what? He says, we anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good. And everybody say healing. But healing what? Healing how? Healing who? All who were what? Oppressed by the devil. This is so important to understand. The spiritual power of Father God comes upon Jesus with the Holy Spirit saying, everything the devil's done to make people sick, heal them. Everything that the devil's done to make people sick, heal them. Everything. So I was reading this book. I'm reading the book, right? I'm reading this book. I'm really enjoying this book. I'm reading this book. And I go, you know, I'm going to go look at the reviews of this book I'm reading. So I go to this book. I go over to Amazon, look down, and I'm reading the reviews, and it points to another book. And the Holy Spirit says, this is the book you're actually looking for. <laughs> so I start, I go, I've got to go buy that book. So I get that book. And I'm reading this book, and this is why. This is a quotation of the book that the Lord sent me to go read. Next, the revelation about, now this has a little sentence in here. I just kind of shortened it. The revelation about the father that had begun to occur to Jack was now in full bloom. And he had come to realize that if people had an experience of the father's love, they would receive emotional healing. The Lord said, I want to give you this book because you're, I'm doing this in your life now. I'm releasing the love of the father and people are being touched. And you're not even praying for them to be healed. You're just releasing the love of the Father, and they're starting to be healed. He says, I want to go ahead and show you. I've been doing this. It's your turn to step into the revelation of the Father. <laughs> this is good. So, now I'm going to look at another word. I'm going to define the word and. Everybody say the word and. A-N-D. Now, this is this. Matthew... 8, 16 through 17. And that evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. Now the next verse says, This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Now the word and uh, is this Copulative, it's serving to unite or couple. It means to couple a concept with another concept. We already know that part. It's this next one, this cumulative force concept of the word and in the Greek language. It means an increasing or growing by successive additions that you're adding as you go. So this is how you would read that. They brought to him many who were oppressed by demons. So therefore... He cast out the spirits with the word. So therefore, healed all who were sick. You see what's going on? Because I was listening to the Bible one day, and I always thought that casting out of demons and healing were two separate categories. That healing of sickness was a completely different category than dealing with an evil spirit. I thought they were two separate things. 
But the Bible teaches that he cast them out with a word and they were healed. So now, not all the time, because the blind man that was born blind, they said, who, whose sin was, was, why is he blind? Is, who, who sinned, him or his parents? You know, what's the deal? And he said, nobody. Not all sickness is tied to sin. But I'm going to show you how the Bible teaches that a lot of it is. Not all, but mucho. <laughs> not all. I don't know what the ratio is. But listen, Jesus came to heal all who were oppressed by the devil. That puts it together pretty good. So there are spirits of infirmity. There are sp How many of you, I know in my life, in Heather's life, I know this. When we begin to get free, our immune systems got better. I would always get sick every year, get the same, I have to go get antibiotics. And then I got freed from a rejection and self-hatred. You go, what? You, you, yeah, I didn't like myself because I was beaten up and I was taught to hate myself. So I went ahead and did it. And the devil came and helped me out. He says, well, if you're going to hate yourself, we're just going to build a little garrison around you and make sure that you can never love yourself until someone greater comes and commands that to leave so love can come and enter. And Jesus showed up representing the Father, said, we're going to heal that. Heal that. Yeah, we're going to break through and give you Love in the place where you have hatred for yourself. Come on, let's praise the Lord. I'm going to heal all who are oppressed by the devil. I'm going to heal all who are oppressed by the devil. So let's look at the role now. And now I'm going to step into another little thing here and then we'll come back in Exodus 15, 22. And I'm going to, when I get to 23, pop that one up, okay? Then Moses made uh, Israel set out for the, from the Red Sea, and they went to the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found a water. Verse 23, And when they came to Marah, which means bitter, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter, therefore it was named Marah. Okay. And the people grumbled against Moses and saying, What shall we drink? Verse 25, And he cried to the Lord, and he showed them a log, and he threw it in the water, and the water became sweet. Then the Lord made them for a statute and a rule there to be tested. Uh, he tested them, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do, not, and do what is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. The very first time God talks about healing as being the healer, he's dealing with bitterness. He's dealing with bitterness. There's these bitter waters, and he puts this as the scene of where the diseases of Egypt, he puts those in a category. And he says, now how did we deal with it? And this is, of course, make no mistake, this is a picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Because that log is a tree, and that tree was raised on Calvary. And it's the cross. And Jesus is pictured as when you and I take the power of the cross and we apply it to the most bitter thing that ever happened to us. The bitter waters in our soul become sweet. That's how he does it. Why? 
because the power of forgiveness flows through the blood that was shed on the cross. And it releases us from every bitter thing that ever could happen to us. So God equates the removal of emotional bitterness to healing of disease. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Now this is an... Inter- I'm going to just walk through this real quick and we're, we're pretty much done. We're close to the end here. And then we want to have some uh, ministry time. I just want to explain something to you. Real quick, this is a little word study. It's going to cling, 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 go along the way here. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Read this with me. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Well, that's a hunk of stuff, isn't it? Wait a minute, how many things you got in there? Bitterness, wrath, anger. Well, let me just go ahead. These are accumulative. We'll see in a minute. I don't think I hit it all, but then the next verse. Everybody say, be kind, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Okay. Bitterness. Ready? Bitterness. Bitter gall. This is the actual, in the Blue Letter Bible, you look up these words and there's these little definitions. Bitter gall equivalent to extreme wickedness. Can you imagine that? You feel bitter, but God says, that's extreme wickedness. Wow. Extreme wickedness. Bitter root, so producing bitter fruit. He says, the bitterness inside of you is an extreme wickedness, and I'm going to deal with it. Why would it be extreme bitterness? Because it chokes out the love of the Father. It keeps you from loving. It literally embitters all the rest of your life. And you can never know and express the depths of love except in a superficial way because you've got bitterness. And bitterness leads to wrath. And wrath is fierceness, it's indignation. Look at this definition of wrath. Passion, angry, heat, anger boiling up and soon subsiding again. I had this, I had this, I had this. Did anybody besides me have this? Bitterness, wrath. Bitterness, wrath. Watch the next one, anger. Movement or agitation of the soul, impulse, desire, or any violent emotion, but especially angry. Anger. Anger exhibited in punishment, hence for punishment itself. So bitterness leads to this wrath, which leads to angry. I'm going to punish you because I'm bitter. Is anybody getting this? Has anybody done it before? Does the progression make sense? Hey, you know what? When I just said anybody done it before and the Lord says not for long, right in my spirit, he goes, we're taking it out. Because the love of the Father is in the room. I'm going to uproot. I'm going to uproot. I'm going to apply the cross. I'm going to take out. I'm going to cut to the bitter things inside of you and bring them out and bless you and create and release healing inside. Clamor, outcry of the wailing of those in distress. How many of you have been in your room or been somewhere and because of bitterness, because of anger, because you can't manage it? It's distressing. goes to that. Then slander, speech injurious to another's good name. You just want, mm, they did it to me. I just want it. Boy, this is a good message, isn't it? It's so wonderful, isn't it? 
I feel like we're, we're really not meddling. We're just preaching the actual Word of God. The Holy Spirit's doing all the meddling. I'm not doing anything. I don't know anything going on in anybody. <laughs> I just know this. My heart has been changed by the re revelation of this. Let all bitterness, therefore wrath, therefore anger, therefore clamor, therefore slander be put away from you with all malice. Malice is just another, you know, just, you just live in that muck of it all. Be put away. Everybody say put away. Put away is like to, put away is katageo. It's this deep word that means to really, it's not an easy word. It's like, oh, that's done. It's a dividing of soul and spirit kind of a thing. How many of you have had a, th a, a place in your life where you were just stuck in this negative emotion and the Holy Spirit comes along and said, that's really not you. I'm going to go ahead and separate that out. Aren't you happy? That's what put away is. I'm going to separate this out. I'm going to teach you the depth of forgiving. I'm going to cut down into the depths of this thing, and I'm going to bring it out of you, and you're not going to be controlled by it anymore because you will no longer be bitter. And when bitterness comes out, tears flow out. Deep tears. Shame comes out. All kinds of things begin to foam up out of you. They just come out. Hallelujah. And he healed them with a word. Therefore, he, 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 he cast the spirits by a word, and therefore they were all healed. So those negative emotions are in, in our culture. You know, we don't say demon or demon, you know, that stuff. But, but it, here's what it is. When you are stuck in a negative emotion and you can't get out of it, there's a stewardship of that thing from the devil holding it in place. And Jesus wants to come in as a stronger one and, and say, you, out of here. Aren't you glad that Jesus is the stronger one? Amen. And he comes and he takes care of us by be like a pit bull locked on a baby. How many of you feel like that? You feel the pain of that just when I said that, right? And God comes to his baby. He says, you're not going to bite this one anymore. And it leaves. And the torment's gone. And then the healing comes. Isn't that just wonderful who he is? Now, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ and God in Christ forgave you. Kind. Look at the word kind. Kind means mild. This is an interesting definition. Mild and pleasant as opposed to harsh, hard, sharp, or bitter. It's the opposite. Tenderhearted means compassionate and sympathetic. And this word forgiving is such a superb word. It just simply means to do something pleasant or agreeable to one, to do a favor to, gratify graciously, to restore one to another. Come on, Glenn. Come on down here. And so, uh, Hebrews 12, we're going to go over a few minutes. Is that okay? Hello? Yes, say yes, Pastor. Please help me, and we'll, we'll get moving on. Come on over here. Get, grab a microphone. Um, put up uh, Hebrews 12, 15. Therefore, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, thereby allow, you know, defiling many. We were praying. We were there. Uh, I want you to share your testimony. This will go on the recording. Won't it? I want you to share your testimony of what happened um, Thursday night. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Thursday evening, I was driving to church, and my back was hurting so bad. I was adjusting the back of my seat. I was fidgeting around just trying to find some type of relief from, from my back hurting. So, you know, so I didn't find it. So I come here to church. I sit about right where Sammy is. 
you know, pastors uh, just ministering and I'm fidgeting around in my seat. I'm sliding up against, trying to lean against the armrest, trying to uh, just get comfortable. You know, and uh, I think what you had a word for uh, John to go pray for a lady and her ears was healed. Her hearing was healed. And I'm like, you know, I've been coming to these and I've been seeing all kinds of healings, all kinds of miracles. I said, Lord, you know, I don't like to complain, but you know, I got a few ailments myself I'd like to have fixed. So, pastor had a word of knowledge and he started speaking in and you know, speaking to me, and I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm kind of like in searching and searching, and it wasn't like it was the aha moment. It's like, oh yeah, that's what's been holding me back. That's been the problem. I wasn't feeling that, you know. So I'm thinking, well, I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust the Holy Spirit and my pastor, so I'm just going to go with it. So I started receiving what he was saying, even though there wasn't no real super manifestation of it. You know, and then uh, I had a picture, you know, and I was I was young and I was just all crumpled up crying. And here come Jesus in. And he was walking in authority. It was like, nobody's going to mess with me. And he took me by the hand, picked me up and walked me out. And that was that was that was the end of it. And then pastor said that uh, it was a spirit of performance. And, I, you know, I've, I've dealt with that all my life. You know, it was uh, man up. You know, he, he said uh, buck up, but it was, you know, I've always heard man up. You got to man up. You know, when, when life gets tough, man up. And so, you know, we got to talk about that. Well, then he went on to something else, and I'm sitting there, I don't know, Four or five minutes later, all of a sudden it dawned on me, hey, my back ain't hurting anymore. So I, so I kind of, you know, I'm making an emotion over here. He said, you know, what? I said, my back don't hurt anymore. And I told him the whole story about me driving here. It was killing me and it was hurting. And it was this, that. And, it, and so... Friday morning, I get up. Every time I get out of bed Friday morning, my back hurts, you know, until I get moving around, limbered up, it hurts. I get up out of bed Friday morning, no pain. I work all day Friday. I come home, jump on the lawnmower, mow the grass, no pain. Yesterday, I get up out of bed, no pain. I go to Wild Park and ride the rides with my grandson and, and do this and do that. A little bit of pain, but it was just like there than gone. I drive home. I get up this morning. I feel great. No pain. So, uh, praise God. And I'm just waiting. Okay, I got two bad shoulders, so I'm waiting for him to heal oh, them good. too. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Thank you. So on my side of the equation here, I'm looking at uh, Glenn, and I, I apparently I didn't know that he just asked the Lord. You know, isn't that funny? He just asked the Lord, and then I turned and talked to him. I don't know anything except stuff that the Holy Spirit drops in my brain a little bit. And so he says, uh, I look at him, and I said, uh, what, you, you, what happened? Were you about eight years old or something? And I brought that up. And he goes, 
He goes, oh yeah, oh yeah. So that, you know, I'm filling in the parts. There was this little, I'm going to go with it, that attitude, I'm going to go with it. And I said, eight years old, what happened? You, we were told to buck up or something and you're, I see you laying on the floor, crying your guts out and, and he goes back to this place. And then, uh, then the Lord said to me, performance commanded to come out now. I said, in the name of Jesus, performance, leave him. And it left. And then we didn't know, but the Bible says he cast out demons with a word and healed the sick. And so sometimes it's tied to something. I want to ask Luke, look, we're going to dismiss, but I want to ask uh, if Lucas, you come to the keyboard and just play what you were playing. And we're going to release everybody. And yeah, go get the kiddos. Come on up, Glenn, and those to come forward. I feel the, the room, even though we're you know, kind of ending uh, this way, I feel there's almost like a pregnant feeling in the room of the Lord just moving on hearts. Does anybody bear witness to that? I feel like a, something full is in our hearts. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray for whatever. Let's see go ahead and stand together. We're going to pray... If there's a, uh, if the Holy Spirit is witness to you of a bitter situation in your life and, and you could see Jesus coming to that place and taking you by the hand and leading you out of it, let's allow that to happen. If you're going to, if you have something that is um, just, this is what we're going to ask. You see, if you have a fit, because we could go on with your testimony, several testimonies in here where physical things were healed because of an emotional something that was healed first. So, so first of all, we just lift your heads, say this, Father God, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you to forgive me for anything and everything that is in my life of a bitter nature, of a resentful nature, of a wrathful nature, of an angry nature, of a clamorous nature, of a slanderous nature. I come to you, great forgiver, and ask you now to take the power of the cross and apply it to the bitterness in my soul and make the bitter water sweet. Now, in Jesus' name, I partner with you, Lord. Oh, let's praise Him. Go ahead and praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. There are things, listen, just because of that, there are things leaving. There are things leaving. They can't stay because you prayed that. They prayed that. And the Lord's going to be releasing a healing ointment in the room to bless us. You, he loves you. You're his child. He cares deeply about you. He wants your life blessed and healed and prospering. And he wants to fulfill the deep inner need for his love in your life. Let's go ahead and praise him for a minute. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Want a green prayer? Come on down. Hallelujah.